Hello and welcome to episode 110 of Three Beers in a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Barry Neal. Barry, we're not in the Raven tonight, we're not anywhere in a pub. Where are you tonight? I am lying in my back garden in my hammock with a nice chilled can of beer in my hand. You are literally a beer gut away from being Homer Simpson right now. <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> awesome. I, I cannot recommend enough that everyone should own a hammock. I, I, yeah, a hammock does look insanely comfortable. Especially when you go to decathlon and pick up the two-man one. And it's you, fucking awesome. And you, I assume you don't, you don't let Stacey on this? Is this, this is your two-man hammock? No, 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 no. We have shared that a couple of times. Okay, fair enough. Can you can you and I, can you pack it up and take it with you to places, or is it all is it pretty pretty stuck where it is basically now? No, no. It's just pretty much like a hammock, and then it's like two straps at the each end. All right, it's okay. held on by Kenya uh, Bina clips. So you just wrap it around something, pull it tight, and then clip your hammock onto the strap, and that's it. Why am I thinking we see you in like Glasgow Green at some point? Just sand, like you sort of like suspended between two trees. Why not? Why you know, not? Why if not? There, if there's a space, then I'll be there. I mean, it would not be the worst thing you can see in Glasgow Green, to be honest. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> I, I am not in a hammock, unfortunately. I'm in a comfy chair, which I wish I was in a hammock. Um, I'm not drinking anything of interest because I'm working tomorrow. Uh, so I have yep. got, I've got a very classy cold bottle of water because it is also exceptionally warm tonight again in Scotland. Um, yeah, we, I know. We're beginning to realise we're not a hot weather people. We're most definitely a, a, a moderate climate. If anything, we want to be a cold climate. With about what, yes. two weeks of particularly warm weather, and I think the whole country is ready to snap. <laughs> right. See, it, it starts off fine. Yeah. Everyone's loving that. Everyone's got their tops off and all the rest of it, and down the parks and the beaches. And then by the second weekend, everyone's just fed up. <laughs> I, like, like, I want to wear a jacket. I don't want to fucking. I'm just. I'm angry. Everything's just ready to kick off now. Oh, you can take. You can take one thing. And it's going to absolutely <laughs> kick off. I was scared to go to football last night in case something like something happened. It just turned into a full scale riot because it just felt like it, <laughs> it's so close to that right now. Everyone's on like tender hooks. Um, are you drinking? Think... Are you drinking anything tonight? Yes, yes. Uh, very quickly, I think it's more a sleep deprivation thing that's yeah. making everyone so pissed off now. Oh, with the totally, weather. yes, totally. <laughs> uh, what I'm drinking tonight is it's actually one that you gave me Ooh. it's Brewdog uh, Elvis Juice oh nice it's it's a nice grapefruit one isn't it grapefruit and fruit yeah, 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 yeah it's nice yeah, yeah the grapefruit infused IPA yeah it's pretty nice yeah it's, nice. It. yeah it's a good nice one it's a good one for a warm weather climate as well nice it's refreshing as well yes yes absolutely um, but this is going to be quite a, quite a short podcast this week because um, I've been very busy. I've not seen that much, and I don't think you've seen too much either. So no. it will be kind of just very, very quickly over a few things we have watched and, and encourage people to watch or not watch, as the case may be. Um, did you have you watched anything at home of interest? You know anything on TV? Anything you, you working your way through? Any sort of box sets or binging anything this now? Uh, the only thing I'm binging is uh, I'm slowly still making my way through PK Blinders. Okay, so nice. I'm still on season one, so I'm <laughs> yeah, you have been for about, for about six months now. <laughs> <laughs> not quite as bad as that, not far off. <laughs> uh, no, yep, still enjoying it, it's still good. I believe the the fifth season is going to drop uh, uh, very soon in the next couple of months. Is it's it going to be whole... shown on BBC One here. And then it's going to have a run of like six or seven episodes, I think it said. And then it's going to get all released on Netflix. All right, okay. So is it getting dropped on BBC the one time or is it getting put week in, week out on BBC? Uh, 
I think it's a, I think it's the weekly schedule for right, the BBC okay. because it's getting bumped up onto BBC One right, okay, instead of BBC yeah. Two. So. Fair enough, and it is, it is quite a mass. People seem to be very into that show. It seems a very big mm. show. Um, is it worth the hype? Oh, definitely. Definitely. If you like, if you like Sons of Anarchy, you're definitely gonna like this. It's got right. very much the same kind of feel about it, even though it's set in old England. Yeah. It's got that kind of underlying killer tone of a gang that's up to always up to some sort of like shady business but then with that shady business comes other shady business yeah, that course, yeah. certain members don't know about and all that on a scale of yeah. 1 to 10 how awesome is Sam Neill in it? Uh, I'd give him a good solid 8 he's ah, pretty awesome Sam, Sam Neill's always pretty awesome you don't really get a bad Sam Neill performance at any point in time the man no. the man knows how to work a camera um, so anything else apart from Piggy Blinders you've been watching? Uh, just this week, uh, the only thing I've watched, sorry, this week is a fella's releasing videos on YouTube. He's away visiting the seven wonders of the world in seven days. That that seems a lot of your miles. That is a lot of your miles. Yeah. And <laughs> he has he has worked it all out, and as long as none of his flights get delayed or cancelled, he will do it. Wow, that's pretty impressive. And strangely enough, no one has set this world record before. There's no Guinness World Record for it. That seems so, odd. It seems like something, something. But then I guess, suppose you can only really do it in recent times with like the, with the sort of improvement yeah. with air travel being that can go longer distances. Like you couldn't do it in the 1920s or 1950s, for example. Even probably up to yeah. the 1990s, it's probably impossible to do because like you had to do like two stops to get to Australia. So I guess now is kind of the, the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. What's it called? Is it? It's on YouTube. Yes, as uh, Simon Wilson, right. and the videos are called Seven Wonders of the World in Seven Days, and he's posting a video every day wow. of him being in a different location. Can you name uh, the Seven Wonders of the World? Pyramids. One, yeah. Uh, cathedral in Rome. Is it? Uh, yeah, apparently right. so. Wow. Uh, uh, Stuck now at two. <laughs> mm. No, it would seem I can't. No, I'm going to China. Yeah, I'll tell you one, yeah, I imagine. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, would, oh, um, the Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal, that's four. Yeah. Would, would the Michael Pichu or this in Peru, would that be one of them as well? Uh, I don't know. No. There you go. Well, that's homework for us for next week. Um, yes. <laughs> and we'll see if he does it. See if he does it. Hopefully, hopefully he does. That sounds like an awesome record to set. Um, I know. I, uh, I've been watching, well, not much either, to be honest. Um, I finished off Ray Donovan season six, um, which is on what? Sky Atlantic. Is it, worth, is it worth watching? I've never watched it before, but I've heard people talking about it. Very much so. It, and what's good about it, which I really enjoy about it, pretty much for the first four seasons, it's all self contained. Uh-huh. So you don't need another season. You could easily just end it and you'd be totally fine with it. You know? Nice. Which is nice, which I really like about it. You know, you don't you don't feel that like you're you're not left in a cliffhanger all the time. It's sort of like going, oh, that's nice. I, I'm, if they don't bring this back, I've I've had a totally fulfilling sort of story here. Um, yeah. Seasons five and six have sort of bled the stories together a little bit more, so it does have a little bit more carry on, um, and it's from season to season. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's very enjoyable. It's very it's very good. It has this season did kind of jump the shark in terms of believability. Um, when you look at where he's came from in season one to where he is now. Yeah, kind of going. This seems to have went a, 
a long way away from the original premise. But it, it's, a, it's like a great cast. It's got people like it's got like Lee Schreiber in it, so obviously always a very good actor. Um, it's got John Voight, always very good. Susan Sarandon's in this season. So it's exceptionally watchable television, and it's just one of those you can put on. Like, it'd be good for the winter. You could you could sit down and watch six seasons of this, and just kill like a really long weekend type thing. I think you know, just enjoy it for that for that part. Or you can easily dip into it like two or three a night for like six months. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's very very solid and very good television. I, I really enjoyed it. Okay, nice. Yeah. Like I said, season, season 6 does jump the shark a little bit, but overall, still a lot of fun. Um, and, and, and each season's only, I think, about 13 episodes, so it's not a huge commitment. It's like 45 minutes an episode as well, so it's... Oh, nice. So nice. No, it's, it's consistently... It, it knows what it's doing, which, I'm, which is nice and pleasing. Um, the other thing I watched, it's weird, I don't normally watch things on BBC Scotland, but I, but I did actually watch a BBC Scotland documentary um, last night, uh-huh. um, and it's called The Fort. Have you heard of this? No. Right, well, it's, it's find it. It's really sweet. It's a, basically it's about the Fort William football team. Okay. Who have been like lying bottom of the Highland Division for the last like eight years. Uh-huh. They haven't won a game in something like nine hundred day nine hundred days. Oh my god. Yeah, and they're like they're not just lo- they're losing games like fourteen nil and like eleven nil, oh. and it's 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 such a heartbreaking story because like there's nothing else. Like, this is the only team in the town, so so like this is the only thing that's there. But they're kind of yeah. a joke. Like obviously, no one wants to play for them, really. So they're, they're, the guys who didn't get to play for them are like sort of like people who are just kind of willing to travel the distance to come and play for them, and maybe guys who just sort of have nothing better to do. But they, they all seem very passionate about what they're doing. They want to play and they want to enjoy it. But every day they're getting out there and getting thumped fourteen nil. You know, it's like it's such a, it's such so tough. But the season they're in this now and this now they're trying just to survive. They want to basically finish the season off because they don't. They could end up dropping down to like sort of the lower level like amateur status, and they don't want to do that because that would sort of like kill off any kind of funding and stuff they get. So it's then just attempted just to get through the year and try and survive. Um, uh-huh. And it's it's just a really lovely story from people. It's to see how this one thing can be sort of the heartbeat of a, of a, of a town, and how people can have passion for something that everyone else goes, why do you why why are you passionate about this? Like what the fuck? What is in this for you? You know, why would you want to watch this week in, week out? Why would you want to be, you know, why would you want to invest in this when it's so awful? You know, because, like, every weekend it is a disappointment. Um, you know, but it's, it's really sweet, really lovely. And, in lovely news, they played last night. Uh-huh. And they won. Oh, fantastic. It's a first victory in, like, 900 days. Oh, that's... I mean, even just saying that out loud sounds terrible. <laughs> They've lost like 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 one year their goal difference was like two minus two hundred and seventy goals or something like. Oh, that's only that's only like thirty games you played. How can you get two hundred and seventy goals in thirty games? It just it doesn't seem possible. Yeah, but it's like you see, there's a guy like you see guys like traveling like three hours every day for training or every second day for training and stuff like that, and the so it's it's just. Anyone who's, got, anyone who's got passionate about something and no one else in your life understands why you're passionate about it, be it a football team, be it anything in life, this this will it'll ring true to anybody who watches it. So it's, it's, it's a really sweet, well-done documentary. Nice. Is there, I'm, is there not like a team in the... Oh, is, there, is there not like a hockey team in the NHL that's went like a crazy amount of years that hasn't... They've never got to a Stanley Cup, like... Uh, playoff or like final or something like that. 
Well, Columbus only won a series this year for the first time in like their entire history. That was like twenty five years. So maybe maybe you're thinking of them. Ah, oh, maybe. Aye, aye that, they, they, that was the first time they'd won a series in like in their entire existence. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah. Sometimes when you spot if you spot a team who are who are victorious a lot of time, you sometimes forget people will support a team who are rubbish, but they'll do it for the reasons you don't understand. But it's just because it's from, where they're from. And they have yeah. passion about where they're from, and I, I totally understand and appreciate that. And it's, it's, it's just a nice documentary about about sort of the passion people have for for something they love. So it's it's, it's well worth a wee watch. It's only an hour long, nice chilled out documentary. Nice. Okay. Sorry, what was it? What was it called again? It's the called the, uh, the Fort. Okay, cool. Because what is the, the, the pitch they've got right? Mm-hmm. It's probably the best pitch in Scotland because it sits right at the foot of Ben Nevis. Oh, nice. So they're playing in the shadow of Ben Nevis. It's like there's no one else in the world who plays in somebody quite as amazing a place as that. Aye. But they're fucking awful. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like they're, they're, they're utterly terrible. You know, so it's like, oh, imagine, it's, like, it's but yeah, get, get, give it a little watch and you'll see it. Um, but yeah, so we watched some a couple of films very, very quickly, and then we'll we'll be wrapping up probably quite, quite soon. Um, first one is when it's on Netflix. It's not a Netflix original, but it is on Netflix now. It was out last year, I think. It's called Blind Spotting. Mm-hmm. Um, directed by Carlos Lopez Estrada, um, mm-hmm. who has done music videos mainly, and also he uh, done the Legion television show a couple of episodes of that, I think. Um, so he's done a bit of that. Um, the plot of this one is basically it's two best friends. One of them is on probation for an assault. He's been let out of jail. He's got, like, I think about a year of probation, and this is his last three days of probation. So he's basically got to not fuck up in the next three days. Otherwise, he's going to go back to jail. Um, his friend, who he, who he loves, and who he loves a family and everything like that, is a bit of a, a maniac, and he knows he's going to get him into trouble. He, he's like, but he's just trying to keep himself on the rails for these last 72 hours. Mm-hmm. At the same time, when he's out one night, he, he's a removals guy driving a truck. He sees a cop shoot a black guy, and he's in the, the, he's a black guy as well. And it sort of like, sets this whole thing in motion of like you know, sort of like like um, racial oppression and, and and how the cops deal with certain levels of certain people in society, you know, certain mm-hmm. groups in society. And it's just him trying to come to terms of where he is in life, where he is in, like physically and mentally in life, and looking at what's around him and going, is this the best thing for me? You know, the people I'm with and that kind of thing. Um, in it, you've got Davy Diggs, um, who is in a film called Wonder, the one with, um, I think it was Sandra Bullock, or, yeah, Sandra Bullock maybe, and Owen Wilson, about the boy with the, the scar in his face. It's, he's in that one. I think he's a teacher in that or a parent in that, so he's turned up in that. He's more famous for being in the musical Hamilton, um, mm-hmm. He plays Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson in that, so you get mega famous from doing that. And uh, you've also got Raphael Casal, um, who is his best friend. Um, and these two guys, David Diggs and Raphael Casal, they also wrote the the movie as well. So it's obviously like the best friends in real life. So and they've done this together, which is, I, I totally I really appreciate guys who aren't willing to sit around and wait for things to happen. And they sort of they sort of make it happen themselves. Um, you also got Janina uh, Gavankar, I think her name is. She plays um, a, a love interest. And Jasmine Jones, who is also famous for being in Hamilton as well. Um, so obviously that's the David Dice connection. This is a really lovely, wonderful film. Okay. It's, it's really touching, like really emotional, but really funny as well. 
like it's two guys who obviously the, the, the dynamic between the two of them is amazing because they are I think they're best friends in real life as well and you can totally feel that coming across on screen like they, they, oh, they, they seem totally comfortable with each other they, they, and it, it just it feels very real it doesn't feel in any way sort of put on or anything it just feels this yeah they, these two guys know each other well and are well and they know what to do with each other um but some of the comedy is really dark but it is still very funny and, and it does that thing where it will twist very quickly from something being something really funny to really emotional straight away like, and it's sort of it's quite you're like, you're like your job like holy shit that's that's really twisted to go from one to the other so quickly without any real sort of in between moment um, and it actually makes it, it probably has more of an effect on you that way because it's doing that twist um, or it's maybe just it's doing something that is horrendous but doing it in a quite a comical way and you're thinking I don't know if I should be laughing at this how they're, how they're doing it is funny but what's happening is fucking horrendous you know um, cast are all excellent um, they all feel even the ones that are really in it a little bit they all feel real they're, they're, they're not one dimensional um, they all feel that they are they do exist in the real world and I think that comes down to writing and also I think the cast all seem like I said friends with each other so there is that that realness when they're all together it doesn't feel in any way put on or fake um, direction is pretty slick it's nice and cool well directed well paced lot of love for this film only thing that, that put it down in my estimation was it's slightly heavy handed at times but it is dealing with some really big issues so sometimes uh, so something you need sometimes you kind of need to be heavy handed with big issues but I think these big issues are in the news all the time right now so it feels almost like it's like oh I, I, I'm seeing this again but yes. it's dealing with such, such massive issues you go there's nothing wrong with seeing this again it's something that still has to be addressed you know, and it's that you know the racial violence and, and cop violence towards minorities and stuff like that. So you go, I totally yeah. get, I totally get why it's in the film because it is still a massive issue. Um, and the, the the final act, you know, the final ten minutes, it it's impressive, but I don't know if it fits in with the tone of the film entirely. But right, okay. all in that, really enjoyed the shit of it. Really fun film, really well done film, and I'd be really interested to see what these two guys do as writers and actors and also what the director does next as well because it seems like they've really laid down something something quite, quite well done here. Um, I remember a film a few years ago called Dope. I don't know if you remember that film. Um, no, it's I can't the, remember. It's the three geeky sort of black kids in LA and they've got the drugs by mistake and they're trying to get it back to the owner of the drugs. I don't know if you've seen it. It's, it's, on, it's on Sky. Find it if you can because it is one of my favourite films of that, of that year. I think it was only just just behind me and the dying girl. Um but it's a fantastic film, and it has the same kind of real, kind of cool tone to it, but not in a, not trying to be cool, just sort of feels like kind of cool and, and, and believable as well. So yeah, um, out of ten, blind spot, and seven and a half out of ten. Really liked it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's on Netflix. You can find it. It's great. I think it's an hour and forty. It's a great hour and forty watch. It's well worth your time. Alright, nice. Yeah, I'll certainly make a point of watching it. Yeah, no, definitely, totally should. Like, it's, it's really worth a watch. It's really well done, and, and like I said, you'll, I think you'll think the same as me with the actors. Are so the performances are so real and so comfortable around each other. It's pretty impressive. Um, second film and the last film this week because we are bustling through things very quickly um, is the current war, which is directed by Alfonso Gomez um, Rijon. Um, who did the aforementioned Me, Earl and the Dying Girl. Did you ever see that film a few years ago? Uh, no, I didn't actually, no. It's a really good film. It's, it was a three beers favourite when it first came out. We, me and Colin absolutely adored it. It was, it was a beautiful film. Um, he also, yes. he also the film The Town That Dreaded Sundown, 
which is a really great horror film. You'll never watch it because it's a horror film, but it's a really well done horror movie. Uh, what a name. Oh, yeah, it's a great name. It's a, it's a remake yeah. of a film from the 70s, but it's a really well done remake. It's, it's, it's one of those you go, that's, I, really, I really did dig it in a big, bad way. Um, sure. Plot of this film is essentially it's a story of Edison, uh, Thomas Edison and a guy called Westinghouse, who basically, Westinghouse is a guy in the 1800s who controlled all the natural gas. And he basically lit most of the world with natural gas, and he was making lots of money off that. Thomas Edison comes in; he's he's pioneer of electricity and try to you know power by electricity. Um, Westinghouse sees this is on the horizon; he starts to get involved in electricity as well. And it's the two of them essentially fighting out to to see who will power the world in many ways. Um, Edison pushes DC current; that he thinks that's the safest way and the best way and the cheapest way and the, and the way that the world should go. Whereas Westinghouse goes with AC current. And he's trying to push that. Sounds really simple, but it was, uh, this was a massive fight in the 1800s to like, try and see who would take ownership because essentially it changed the world. You know, after that, everybody went with one and, and the world continued on as it did. But it was like, yeah. a, kind of a fight between these two guys um, with Nikola Tesla um, pitching in as well with his um, madness and genius at the same time. Um, it's just it's the story of them going head to head with each other to try and provide, you know, to pro dominance over, over this field. Um, in the film you get Benedict Cumberbatch, he plays um, Thomas Edison, doing his Doctor Strange accent, his his generic American accent he does for all these American films. Um, you've got Michael Shannon playing Westinghouse, um, doing all things Michael Shannon-y. Um, Tom Holland, uh, Spider-Man, he pops up in it as um, Edison's sort of right-hand man, sort of a secretary. Um, you also get Nicholas Holt playing Tesla, and Catherine Watson plays a sort of love interest who doesn't have much to do, unfortunately. Um, this film, it, it's an interesting one. It, I can see what it's trying to do. It's trying to give a story of something that is fundamentally very, very important and very, very essential to like, the way modern, the made modern world like exists now. But it's not that cinematic. Ah, uh, right, okay. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they don't like, you know, fight it out on like a, a public square and punch each other to death to see who wins. It's sort of it's just guys kind of trying to get one upmanship through the press and things like that with each other and trying to sort of like you know, downplay other other people's inventions and try and promote theirs and sort of be a bit kind of conniving and um, you know backhanded in order to try and push their ideas forward more. So it doesn't quite have the it doesn't really have the spectacle you would kind of want from it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I must say, yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, it's still, it's still decent enough done. They, like with, them, with a cast like that, I mentioned, they, they, you're going to get good performances. Those guys can all act, you know, can all act, you know, amazingly well. You know, you get like, I think at least three Oscar nominees in there. So on probably one, I think Michael Shannon's an Oscar winner. So you get like, you know, you've got a good solid cast in there. They all bring commitment to their roles. The film itself is kind of trying to do too much sometimes, and then for big chunks of it, not enough. So you, it feels like it's very much a sort of it's a cliff notes overview of what happened, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't get into the nitty gritty of it too much, and you feel and to like, be honest, that, yeah, that's more what you want from it. It's you, everybody kind of knows the kind of general plot of the story. The whole point of watching a movie like this and even making a movie like this is to have the kind of nitty gritty yeah. and the, all the turmoil that came with these two parties fighting over, like. What was going to be the superior one? Aye, and that—that's kind of what I got. I feel, I feel there is a good movie in here somewhere, mm. but it feels like it's got a little bit lost in them trying to tell maybe too big a story for a lot of it. 
Um, okay. It is unfortunate. It's been shelved for about three years because of it was about to come out in twenty seventeen, but Harvey Weinstein had it, and obviously when he, yeah, <laughs> uh, it basically got put in the shelf, and it basically then it gets sold off to another company, and then they finally released it this year. So it's been sitting yeah. in the shelf because Tom Holland looks really young in it. Like he's not, he's like younger than Spider Man in it. The look of it, he looks really young. Um, okay. So yeah, so it's just, it, and I've I've read about. I'm quite in, intrigued about this time in American history and into world history. So mm-hmm. Edison, Westinghouse, and Tesla have always been sort of like I've never read about them specifically, but they've always been very much background figures, and a lot of stories I read because they always they've done stuff that pushed other people forward and changed things. But yeah. I feel what the story they've done here about them is they've softened Edison too much to try and make no. him into sort of like a sort of a hero who was sort of unlucky the way things fell from. It's like and from what I've read of Edison, he's a bit of a prick to be honest. You know, he took a lot of credit for a lot of people, a lot of people did, and he's sort of very much in love with his own image, and they don't really push yeah. that so much. And with Westinghouse, they try and make him into sort of like the. The sort of sacrificial lamb, the pioneer who's never really got what he deserved type thing. When again, I think much the same. He also did stand a lot of people to get where he got to and lived a very comfortable life because of it. Because he, you know, we made millions off of the the natural gas. So it does sort of Hollywoodize him and Hollywood wash mm. the two the, the sort of main characters. Also, it's kind of sad that no one else really gets a look. And Nicholas Holt plays Tessa. Doesn't really get much to do. Tom Holland's in it. I think this is also before he was kind of famous for Spider-Man, so he's not got much to do in it either. And Catherine Watson plays um, the uh, the wife of Michael Shannon, uh, of uh, Westinghouse. And again, other than just being the dutiful wife, just standing next to him and, you know, saying nice things in his ear, doesn't really get much to do. And that's a real shame. I feel like they could have done more with it. She doesn't really get much to do. She's a really good actress as well. So that's about, that, felt, that felt like a bit of like a, lost, um, uh, a lost chance. It's a shame. It seems like... It- like you said, there's a good movie in there somewhere. Maybe oh. if it was in different hands, you know, or someone kind of just went over the script again and maybe to move things about, it could have been something. Definitely feels like, definitely feels like they could have done a little bit more, maybe just done a little bit more. I can do a little bit less with it, but do more with the lesson and all that, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, out of 10, it's a 6 out of 10 film. It's all a three star movie. It's totally watchable. If it gets you interested in trying to find out about these guys more, that's great. But I would say go read a book about them because they're, they're, you'll find lots of books on Edison and Westinghouse and Tesla. Tons of material out there. But if you're interested, I'm going to read about it because they are really interesting characters. Um, but this maybe a bit from this really maybe give you enough that what you want. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, cool. Six out of ten. Uh, but that is us done. So we'll go in the next. What's out next week? Uh, um, so yeah. as I said, this is a very short pod this week. Um, short, sweet. Hopefully a bit longer next week. We get more stuff to watch. So, still out that we've not seen is Horrible Histories, the movie Rotten Romans, which I'm intrigued to see because I liked the Horrible Histories books when I was a kid. Um, yes. And I really dug the first film these guys did called Bill. So, I'm kind of wanting to see what the second one is like. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to that if I can get a chance to see it. Um, the big release this week, obviously, is Hobbs and Shaw, The Rock mm-hmm. and Statham doing their thing. It's going to make a lot of money because it's Fast and Furious. Everyone loves The Rock. So, it, I mean, it looks big, dumb, silly and fun, so let's hopefully deliver yeah. big, dumb, silly and fun, that's kind of what we're looking for. Um, also, is Angry Birds 2. Uh, okay. <laughs> which is, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's out there, so people went so people went saw the first one to the degree where a second one was was required. So, Angry Birds <laughs> 2 is out there. Uh, and, and also, a really kind of indie, I think it's about a full indie, but it looks like a really cool indie flick called Animals. About kind of like um, two women f- friendship, how it changes over 
over time is, is one of them gets married and it's, it looks quite cool and slick and fun. Um, Holiday oh. Green, Green is in that. It looks a cracking movie. It's getting great yeah. reviews. Um, it's getting kind of compared alongside to Booksmart, which I, is my favourite film of this year so far. So I'm really looking sure. forward to seeing Animals. I'm going to see that tomorrow. Um, but yes, yeah, that sounds actually quite decent, that movie. Yeah, Animals looks a really good film. If you look to see something, I would definitely um, maybe try and pick up. Um, maybe you and Stace go and see Animals, and maybe you can go and see Hobbs and Shaw yourself. Just before we wrap up, yes. uh, by any chance have you seen the trailer, fact, you must have seen the trailer for uh, Top Gun Maverick? I have, yes. Is it, is it just me, or have they literally just made, from the trailer, it looks like they've just made the exact same movie again? I think this is the problem with most films, like these kind of films these days, is it's going for pure nostalgia. It doesn't give a fuck. In fact, they don't even have to put Top Gun 2 out. Just put the yeah. trailer out. People are happy with that. Because I just don't think... I know you watch people, people just seem so invested in trying to do something from the past. It's like, do you not have anything original? I mean, I just don't see why you need Top Gun Maverick. They don't get it. It doesn't add anything. don't care about it. But people yeah, are going to go and see it because Tom Cruise is flying a fucking fight. He's actually flying a fighter jet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just from the trailer, it just looks like the exact same movie again you've got all the iconic scenes in this trailer and yeah. i'm like what are you possibly going to do with this outside of this trailer uh, no, i no i mean but i think the same about star wars and the new like not the new one but the one um, the force awakens i felt it was like well the trailer was better than anything by any part of that film the trailer just gave me everything i wanted from a star wars film but in a minute and a half yeah um yeah i think there's another one out recently as well a trailer was very similar um they hit all the kind of big beats it was like um Oh, I can't remember what it was now. But again, it just looks like, it looks like, like it's pure nostalgia sitting. There's nothing else other than that. And it's, um, and, it just, it, and nostalgia works, I agree with you, because some stuff will work for me, because like, I saw the Jane Silent Bob reboot trailer, and that warmed my heart, because I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I'm going, you know what, I will go and see that film, because I love Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, and that film looks like it's just carrying on with that. And the bit when yeah. Jay says, I'm Jay, and this is my hateful life mate, Silent Bob, I, applied, I, I absolutely applied the screen. They went, that's what I want to see for my film. And I think these things, they're just, and Top Gun was such a massive hit and it became such a sort of social touchstone and sort of one of these like sort of iconic touchstones. People, people talk about it who, people just love that film. Even though the film itself, it's pretty shit. Yeah. Top Gun's not a good movie. It's a pretty crap movie. But people seem to love it and it seems one of those films people, people always say they love. So this film will make, it'll make millions because it's people will always go and see it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll look forward to Top Gun 2, Maverick, whatever the hell it's called, in a couple of months' time, or if we be a year's time. Um, it, should, it should have been Maverick. It should have been Maverick, yeah. Just call it Maverick, <laughs> you're fine. Um, what did you go to find us, where the addresses are? Yes, all the usual social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Three Beers in a Movie. Thank you very much. So, I've been Richard, you've been... Maverick. And thank you for listening to... Three Beers in a Movie.